I want to do one today more like um, cruises or shorts. I feel, and so the reason I want to do it is because I can feel myself on a real tear in the next few episodes of wanting to do some big, uh, you know, conceptual ones uh, just for a change. And I right, th- you're trying to mitigate that. Yeah, trying I'm, to buy some currency. Yeah, this this is one of the few episodes you'll find uh, of Rank Ideas where I'm trying to mitigate myself and my influence on the podcast in any way. Um, will it be? Yeah, it'll be a fascinating curio for future listeners once I um, leave any of that type of behavior behind. Okay, well, I can spin. It. How about I just I have to spin out five and. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, caravan parks, v- video games, um, hiking. Um, <laughs> this is a version. This is not not this long prizes. Ex- <laughs> oh, prizes is good. Long, ex- long not the long extended pauses part, but the this this part where we're doing more. Um, you know, uh, is it you know these sorts of topics? I know is an entire parallel version of the podcast that a lot of people would prefer is uh, what we're doing. So, um, you know, oh really? I, I I reckon. I reckon. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Just rings, rings, Lord, rings. Lords. Got jewelry. Yep. Um, Quests on foot. Um, but you know what I mean. I feel like some of the icy poles. Icy poles is good. Um, I think prizes is. Oh, what about uh, what about too tre- conceptual? What about is treasure too conceptual? Treasure. Maybe it is, but uh, so you know. Again, like I was saying, really, usually I just want to do stuff that I want to do, and so. Treasure sounds pretty good. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. This lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Welcome, everybody, to the Rank Ideas podcast, the greatest podcast in the world at ranking all the ideas in an ever-expanding list from best to worst. And this week, Nick and I are looking at treasure. My name's Nick D, and I'm having a good time, having a good time, having a good time. The reason before I was saying that I think there's a parallel version of the podcast that people would dig is just because a couple of friends of ours, when I've noticed when you when we explain the basic idea of the podcast, that we're mm. ranking things, um, ideas in order, um, a lot of people, their instant instinct, and maybe it's just a comedy thing, exaggeration thing that they're doing in the moment, but they're like, oh, you should rank, like you, who, someone, one of your friends was like, oh, you should rank season seven of The Simpsons or, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, uh, that's, uh, I, you know, it, the, maybe they just want the funnier version of the podcast, which they'll be disappointed by the next um, half hour-ish where I take the, the most soberly judge-like approach to ranking the concept of treasure imaginable. This could be semantic. Mm-hmm. Um, what's treasure, Chris? Oh. What's treasure? Get that on a T-shirt. This is, it's, it's hard um, for me. I'm not very good at definitions. And each week, every second week... I get thrown in this spotlight. You do okay. I feel like I'm being hit by a bus because because uh, I, I feel my way through life, Nick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and and how do you feel a definition? Um, treasure, a physical artifact that is uniquely pr- of high value and cu- and it's precious to people. Does it have connotations of having to be either sought out or hoarded? Is is that kind of it? That that that's the first thing I think about the idea of like, it's, um, 
Because, yeah, it's like prize, but it's this other thing where it's like there's this there's this idea of almost yeah. like a like a quest um, or a challenge, like a quest or a challenge required to um, uh, obtain it. You know? Yeah, yeah, like exactly the same object can become or fall out of being treasure based on its social utility. Totally. So, like when when you said it, I was thinking. I mean, obviously, the first thing you think of is like pirate treasure and you know chests full of gold and things like that. But then, in a contemporary sense, um, you know, I was thinking, say for example, the National Library, which is near where we live, um, has a treasures exhibition now and then, which has just the incredible valuable pieces of their collection on display, or, or from and, and there'll be things like you know Mozart's hand notated works or. Um, you know, a clock owned by Captain Cook or something like that. Um, but those things, if they were just sitting on your mantle, you know, th- there has to be a social narrative that gives them value. Yeah, and uh, or even a sense of, um, I guess... That, and they're protected. Yeah, they're this, I, that, that's if maybe hoarding by, by hoarding, I was really just talking about protecting. Protecting, yeah, yeah. because someone's going to steal them because they're worth so much. Exactly. Whereas a house is worth... You know, like a house, especially around here, Nick, <laughs> in your fancy end of town. In the Braden Boys belt. Yeah, Braden Boys belt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the Braden Boys are driving up the value. Um, exactly. Say, say a house is worth $1.2 million, which might be worth more than, you know, a, a Fabergé egg or something like mm-hmm. that. But you're not protecting your house in the same way as you're protecting a Fabergé egg. You're no. taking it in a, you know. I'm certainly not. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly devaluing any living space I'm in. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, yeah, so what treasure it's a fun idea. I think this, you know, this is maybe it's it's coming back to what I was really trying to talk about in the teaser and let's let's talk about some let's talk about an idea that is formulated as as just being like a a, th- a thing that brings fun or um activity, you know, like some kind of leisure activity force multiplier to life. Um I definitely have some uh, at least one friend of my in my life who is like a you know a grown human who still has that like that treasure hunting ideation as a part of their being like you know and by which I mean they'll still go and do like um they'll take like the metal detector I was to the about beach to say that's what I think of or like pan for gold yeah. you know and I feel like there, I mean there's there's a lot of missing treasures out there and there are people on them like a dedicate I mean they're always normally eccentric millionaires or whatever but there are people that dedicate you know, decades of their lives to finding specific treasures. Or, or to stashing treasures and staging treasure hunts, which I think, again, um, gets the uh, gets back to that idea of, you know, the, almost there's a deliberate, there's a whimsy to it, but also there's something, I mean, it probably relates to ideas like gambling where there's, you know, there's a, um, a human attraction to the idea of bypassing wealth acquisition as like a, as like a patience and hard work game, yeah, yeah. you know, and just the idea of, which is funny because then a lot of what then becomes uh treasure hunting ends up being extreme, if, extremely hard work and also dangerous, which, mm. you know, the idea that there, that that would have more appeal that a, that a dangerous, um, uh, you know, hyper challenging uh, engagement with a, with, with an uncertain process might be, way more glamorous and romantic to people than the idea of it's like, or I could just, you know, have a job and get, um, I get have, enough, have, have what I need. I get that though. It's like fun and romantic and like, yeah, romantic. They're saying I've got to rank lowly, but yeah, there's, it's, it's like, I get but it. it's, it's, but no, but it there's a compelling narrative value. to it. You know, it's like, you know, you feel like a swashbuckler or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is, yeah. I mean, even like it's, <laughs> 
again, this is stepping off into kind of um, story and culture nerddom for a second, as if I'm never ever not there. Mm. The thing that we've grown up in a very specific kind of um, modernity kind of context in terms of stories about treasure, where we every story about treasure that we that's existed in the last certainly uh, sixty years or so has to simultaneously sell the glamour and romance of searching for a treasure while also t- trying, attempting to instruct you at the same time that the physical treasure, um, that the pursuit of physical treasure yeah. is base and callow and can't be the point. Yeah. So, like, every, you get these, you know, it's it's kind of weird, like this hybrid, like at some point there was enough of a, mod, not even postmodern, like modern critique of the idea of, like, wealth acquisition as, a, as an inherent good and that had to be reflected that in the public consciousness and taught through the public consciousness, even while, even while also most people are still, uh, the dog whistle is still trying to try and acquire wealth, but stories have to be about yeah. stories. Can't, you can't just have um, Scro- like Scrooge McDuck can't just be hunting for the gold and then get the gold. And that's the happy ending. There also yeah. has to be some lesson about, um, I feel like that's not that's just really the past sixties. I feel like I mean I'm not ver- yeah, I'm, I'm not versed I'm, in the ancient I'm being super um, text, but I, I feel like the, I feel like you'd find that in the classics as well. Yeah, I'd love to. Th- <laughs> I, I want to know, like this is yeah, listeners, let me know if there are like unfettered narratives of wealth acquisition where it's just played as like that's the that's the great that's that's great like people because mm. um it's fun because that's the thing that makes it funny to me that people would still be so obsessed with the idea of just hunting treasure to hunt treasure when like. Uh, the stories, every every story you can think of shows that anyone who has that attitude is bound to meet their doom. I mean, what's that trope? The real treasure is the adventures and friends we made along the way. It's you were doing, Louis, yes. But the, um, <laughs> but yeah, the. I love those. Um, I love DuckTales and, this, and the, the Scrooge McDuck comics when I was a kid. They're very good. They yeah. are considered peak of the peak of the art form. Are they? The, I mean, the best ones, yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear that because, as you know, I'm not a comic book reader, but I have read a bunch of those and really enjoyed them. So now I've I've just bypassed everything else. I'm not a comic book obsessive. I just know, like the lay, <laughs> like the layperson in the street, I know that the works that the specific works of Carl Barks, Don Rosa, artists like that, and their work on uh, the Scrooge McDuck comics are considered, you know, a high watermark of the art form. That's just yeah. At some point, I'll get into it. Into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, are you holding one right now? <laughs> Look, it's my treasure. <laughs> um, comics are actually like key to that. Um, they had their they had their moment of being like a funny modern version of that because um, yeah there was the early nineties comics boom like the speculator market yeah where, sure where a couple of comics went vintage comic books in mint condition got sold for a bit and then there was this um, irrational gold rush to comic books as the idea it's like oh I can own this um, this comic this like new comic book that's had that's been made that has. 20 million copies, um, I'll buy one and then in 30 years' time I'll sell it for a lot of money, which just shows that people get very excited about treasure and very unexcited about learning the basic rules of market forces. There's a rarity element yeah, for to, to treasure, but I guess that's just value anyway. So, there's, yeah, the, there's the value. Yeah. That, well, I mean, where does, where does value as a concept ultimately spring from if not just the in, initial reality of scarcity? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was thinking about, say, say you know, first edition um you know, Beatles records or like, I don't know, yeah. there's just any number of things that once they, once they whittle down and are considered culturally important, um, can be considered treasure. Um, there's a guy in, um, Bosnia who's mad as anything. Um, he's, he was in America. He has, he has a doctorate from uh, somewhere in Texas, I think, but he, um, he wrote a book about how 
Hitler escaped Antarctica in a submarine and set up a new base. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he's he's written all sorts of books on like of that sort of um, you know that that far removed from um, I guess what could be considered a reason. Um, and he is excavating in Bosnia. Um, these quote unquote pyramids that are just hills. So, um, but he's, he's like, this is proof that there, there were super ancient civilizations. They built pyramids here in Bosnia. This is the pyramid of the sun. This is the pyramid of the moon. He's been caught like um, uh, dropping artifacts like like there and digging them up as proof that, mm. that, that there's things. And uh, that's so, the the sort of treasure hunting mentality of like you know being on this quest for ancient wisdom and value or whatever like or like ancient sites is so compelling that i personally despite not at all like having nothing but utter disbelief for his um cause was trying to look into how to volunteer to go go for a dig because you can you can like go and help them and i'm like oh my god i've got to do this and the real uh the qualified archaeologists of the area like in despair because they're like this guy is digging up legitimate sites and ruining real things like and who knows what they're like you know but it, you know, under this false narrative yeah, yeah. of there was some, you know, super advanced ancient society, which which they of course could have been a super advanced advanced ancient society, but the, uh, they're not. They didn't it's, build pyramids this, in this the, place in Bosnia. His, this particular treasure story form isn't reliable to give you an accurate sense of of when that might have occurred. But yeah. it's so fun and compelling that I really want to be a part of it. It's the fun and compelling <laughs> part. I mean, so on that note, please, please, listeners, just just have a care because just know, as we've all seen time and time again. You start out ironically um, yeah. ass- assisting in a, a, an archaeological <laughs> treasure dig for a s- hidden civilization. Next thing you know, you're ironically joining Mecca Hitler's submarine army, and then next thing you know, you're seriously and sincerely part of. It could be true, Nick. What Mecca if it's right? Well, that's Can you the other one who is just Wait, Have you ever been to Antarctica? What do you know? I've never even been in a submarine. I've never <laughs> even I've never even been Adolf Hitler. Oh, summer child, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> the um uh. Yeah, the, the but I think we're hitting on the key definition, like the important definition here, right? Which is that it's a story form. Yeah, treasure is a story. Yeah, um, and it's one that is super compelling, and also arguably counter argue against me if you think this is wrong, Chris. Mm. I think is uniquely is is one of the stories that is relatively strongly um, counterfactual to the way the world actually works, which I think is part of no, its, I strongly agree. part of its appeal, and also why. People who go to the cleave to the extreme of it end up marginalized in society because, and while also feeling that they are the ones, it feels like, you know, it reminds me of things like um, uh, conspiratorial or um, kind of spiritual ideation at its extreme, which is, you know, because not only does it create us a version of how the world works that isn't, that is quite far from how the world observably works um at but, uh, it also, but it also makes you then think that you're that it, it if you then cleave it it makes you think that the rest of the world are the people who really don't get it look i think i think there's a risk for that but i also think at that, the extreme at the extreme for sure but i don't think that's what characterizes it i think that you know if you and i um you know happen to you know, we in, we inherit, say you inherit your great-grandfather's papers have come down to you and you look through them and you're like oh hang on a sec it looks like there was um you know, his he he was interested in um, one of his contemporaries who um, had a you know a, a Rembrandt and um, and he stashed it away in this like you know in at 
in the attic of the church that he worked at or whatever. And then you're like, I'm going on a mission to Switzerland to go in, into this attic and get this Rembrandt. You know, that's, that's a real, that's, I mean, that's, that would be a compelling and fun thing to do, but also that's a, that's not, um, that is treasure. That is tre- I think that's a treasure hunting thing to do. I mean, obviously you need a few more reversals and a few more obstacles between you and the treasure. And a love interest who turns out to be working for the villain, but then has a change of heart, um, at the, at, at the end, it betrays the villain to then, uh, like, go on a speedboat with you in the final shot. Wearing your hat. That's it. <laughs> Which you've been wearing the whole time. My official boob inspector hat. <laughs> Can I borrow that? Um, and It's made of solid gold. But I, but I think that, the, you know, that, that, that quest to get something that has a real value to other people um, and potentially you is still a real thing that people do. Like, um, you know, say for example, uh, you know, we know about shipwrecked treasure ships and things like that. And people, you know, dedicate time to finding them and then get them and then, you know, have tens of millions of dollars as a, as a prize. Like that's not, that's not just because they're like doing those. I don't even think they're necessarily engaging in any of those behaviors of the, of the, I think that's, of the worst that's that you describe. Right. I think the, the, the um, riffing we just did on the tropes that have built up around mm. it are kind of what I was talking about, as in you're, and, you know, just probably, yeah, I'm just making the observation that even that scenario that you were, that you were talking about where it's like, oh, my grandfather's papers has this secret, you know, like uh, thing and I, and I have to go from this location to that location and hunt it down is... Certainly, I'm sure that's happened X amount of times, but it's not, it would not, it's even, even that scenario is shaped a bit by the intuitions of the story of treasure, which probably isn't like, I, th- I think of um, fun, I think people happen across quote unquote treasures all the time. Um, I was, um, yeah, like this uh, stuff that, um, stories that I really enjoy, like um, the, the, uh, British kind of academic guy who was just who just happened upon um, the mention, you know, like the various um, Sumerian era uh, references to the narrative, which is the exact same story as Noah's Ark, but just you know mm-hmm. a few thousand years beforehand. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, in a, in a way that just shows, oh, this is the lineage of that story. Yeah. Um, and you know, he just found it, but it was it, he didn't just find it um, while you know, like. Uh, Searching, searching for the attic of a specific character. He found it while engaged in historical research. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or at least the cure, or at least the collation of artifacts that had been found somewhere. I do. I think. I think the thing that um, is, I, I, I both like and. But they're, they're they're still a treasure. They're still a treasure. Yeah. Okay. And I still um, uh, yeah. It's, it's what I yeah. I, I see your point. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think what I like and dislike about it is that idea of um of the. The narrative is that idea of uh, the people who, you know, because treasure hunters then get formulated as these specific kind of figures of um, iconoclasm and daring do. Indiana what, Jones Mavericks. Totally. And yeah. what I love is, and Indiana Jones, if you watch the actual movies, he's half a huge nerd, at mm. least in the start, mm. and um, which is what I like about it. But I love how Belongs in a museum. <laughs> uh, he says that you, you, when you go back and watch the movies, you don't realise how often he said, like you think of that as just a quote in the first one, but then by the last... By the last, uh, by the third one, they're, this just guy getting, say something else. they're just getting him to say that as every second line. It's like, <laughs> it's like, say the line. Yeah. It's, it's like his, um, don't have a cow man, but the, um, <laughs> the, 
yeah, this, uh, what I like is how often people in the real world of treasure hunting, is, uh, of people who stumble across treasure, how much mm. they just process, they're just nerds engaged in a yeah, process. Yeah, look, my friend's dad um, is an art restorer at the NGV. Um, he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And um, and he was just restoring a, a, a piece of part of, as part of his routine. And he's, he was struck by saying, he's like, hang on a sec, there's no way this is a whatever, you know, I, 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 it's racist to make up Italian names, I suppose. So I'll just. <laughs> There's no way this is a Wario. Na- yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad we're leaning in. Um, it's like it must. I think it's a whatever, and then like you know, got got that corroborated, and and like, and it was a huge story because this piece, which they thought was. You know, even though it's exactly the same thing hanging on the wall, they thought it was, you know, worth a couple hundred thousand is worth tens of millions of dollars. They thought and it was a Luigi. It's actually a Waluigi. <laughs> Wah! Oh, that's more Wario. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Sorry, listeners. But, uh, you know, but that, but, you know, he was only able to make that discernment f- through decades of, of yeah, mastery of, of a particular craft. He was not at all hunting a treasure or anything. He was working in a place that is full of, you know, what are considered to be treasures and just doing yeah. his routine work. Yeah. And again, at least thanks to an in, thanks to your Indiana Joneses, there's a bit of that embedded in some of the popular... Like, you still have the bit where Indiana Jones is like, as an expert, I know that this is this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do the, you reckon you and I could go on a treasure hunt? Yes. And what would it be? Um, that's the bigger question, right? Um, the I reckon I've got... Like, if, if it's like we set a challenge and we had to come up with some unique treasure in the next... Three months or something. Mm-hmm. I reckon I've got one idea. What do you, what's your idea? I reckon we could go to Canandra where they've got the Devonian Lake, which is um, which is not sufficiently excavated and it's full of um, fossils. And I reckon we could go there and maybe find a new species. Find a new one. Beck and I did for, like years ago. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. So your idea for our treasure hunt is it's, just a, it's just, a paste pa- of- just a pale. Xerox well, of Nick. I only had a second to think of what we could do. What, what, what what's your what's your pitch? <laughs> I think um, we uh, oh those underwater cities in Japan. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty good. Also, yeah, I was I was um, thinking. I mean, the classic one is uh, for sheer fun and um, uh, you know and and ability to spin a narrative of success no matter what happens mm. is oh, that's um, good. yeah is just uh, proof of the flat Earth. Oh yeah, yeah. That's really good. Because no matter what happens, you can always claim that you found a few And you can guarantee you to have 10 million acolytes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> or even, I mean, I guess like crypt- a cryptozoological hunt. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Kill the Otway Panther. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. If you just claim that you slew it in pitch battle when it attacked you, then you, can, you can't be said that you. With did. your disintegrating gun. With your, yeah. With the <laughs> Which only disintegrates wo- itself. <laughs> exactly. It's the, only, it's the only way. It's the, it's the one weakness behind the. <laughs> Antimatter. Indeed, behind the Cambry Yowie. <laughs> um, the Yowie's so close. That would be. A, we could do that as a day hunt. <laughs> Bring me the head of Tim the Yowie Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that is the obvious Scooby Doo plot twist. Is Tim the Yowie Man is the Yowie? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, as I'm sure, I'm sure our worldwide listeners have more than enough reference for both the Yowie and Tim the Yowie Man. Yeah, and the Braden Boys. <laughs> and the Braden, well, yeah, the Braden Boys cover it as a regular slot. Yeah. with let's face it, far more efficacy and entertainment value than we're we ripping them we off. Do. Dancing in their shadows again. Exactly. Um, That's where Beck Taylor went. She's uh, only doing treasure hunts with them now. Another reference for our overseas audience. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Um, it's very fun. Treasure's very fun. Treasure's fun. I think I think that the bad things that you're talking about are sort of downweighted by 
uh, uh, like the other the bad parts of the list, like the worst worst risks of treasure. I mean, I I still think it's not it's I I think it's like there's no way it's a, a particularly good idea because as you said, it's um based on a it, it's like a you know you're you're almost certainly not gonna end up finding treasure is probably the thing. Like, yeah, it's like, also but it's also treasure itself is like a hyper stylized version of something an object's own reality. Yeah, totally. You know, like something may have real in- interesting provenance and but if it didn't exist, you know, you can, whatever. Treasure like, is great if you're bringing enough kind of meta awareness to the concept. Like if you're just saying if you're just like finding, you know, if you're coming across something in the world and defining your own um like a uh, half whimsical, half passionate relationship to it that makes it your treasure that you then protect. I got, n- I have no beef with that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I guess you're then um, taking your protectiveness of it to protectiveness of it to um, harmful lengths on others or just being annoying about it. Then it's a bit annoying, but that's probably the worst it'll get. Look, I have one more um, treasure to uh, element to raise. Mm-hmm. Something like the Rosetta Trillament. the Trillament. something like the Rosetta Stone, which um, mm-hmm. you know was sort of discovered after being dormant and then led to, like I guess, like these um, Sumerian um, were they on clay oh, plates? I believe clay plates, right? Um, oh, just plates. Um, <laughs> just just regular non clay. They were they were those novelty plates. It was like you know <laughs> the like, kids do. In it's like school. you don't have to have survived a, a great flood <laughs> from the our deity to live, work here, but it helps. <laughs> deity one. <laughs> um, so, so the Rosetta Stone was sort of rediscovered in the 19th century um, or late 19th? No, I think early 19th century. And um, and that that provided a great utility because it meant that we could decipher hieroglyphics, which mm. would have been a lost um, knowledge. Um, but then subsequently, like now, if you incinerated the – well, I mean, you can't incinerate a stone. If you, if you – Broke it. If you use the anti-yowie gun on it, yeah, exactly, and and it doesn't exist anymore. It kind of doesn't really matter at all because its utility has been reaped. Yep, or seemingly exhaustively. Um, but what I wanted to point out is that a hunt for treasure can can be. Um. Oh, sorry, we're not talking about a hunt for treasure. We're talking about treasure. That that is a treasure, and it's um, you know. And now it's it's not thought of as useless now that it's um effect now that its use has been superseded because now it's treasure because of its historical artifactedness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. like in the same way that like, you know, um a musical instrument that belonged to a famous composer, once it's a treasure in a museum, it's not gonna get played anymore, most likely. Yeah. So you could make the same argument. It's like, oh well you've made Utilities. it you've made it useless. Yeah. It's like, well yeah, but it, it it's okay because treasure doesn't treasure's allowed to be useless potentially. And also there's a different utility, you know, people can see that and be like, Wow, isn't that incredible? Like, yep. you know, they get some sort of uh, fulfillment narrative for it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, the idea of, um, to me, uh, the thing that's always- but it's fun been, to like, see things. Like, fun I don't to know. see I, things. I, I, like, I like looking at stuff. As someone who grew up in, in remote regional Australia, like mm-hmm. I think I have, you know, grew up with like a, a an easy instinct for what's going on with the idea of um, imbuing artifacts and places with um, a narrative of import because, you know, it allows people who feel- it'll, there's a narrative of there's a narrative of being far from where the important things are happening, and then 
you know, there's the idea of like one one play, one way that you can feel suddenly connected to it or part of it is to go to the place where things are perceived to be happening or objects that are bound up with the history of things happening can be toured to where you are and you can sit in a room with them. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that the social narrative of like, uh, you know, considering things to be treasures means that, um, you know, if they're... I, I think it does, even though it's like not a perfect mapping like most ideas um it's it most lends, ideas <laughs> it, it lends some sort of um social protection and value over things that might not otherwise get them say for example if i think about like rock art in the kimberleys or things like that mm. you know um i feel like the the blowing up of the the recent one where the, the, that wasn't i don't that wasn't in the kimberley but in the pilbara where they with a the, uh, rio tinto blew up that 40,000 year old rock art site and everybody's pretty mad about it. Mm-hmm. Never um, really upset. You know, that doesn't happen if, it, if something's not considered to be a, an irreplaceable treasure. I think it's the, uh, it's the irreplaceableness and it's the sense of, and again, I think the reason you invoked the year is the idea of like um, humans are very sensitive to that idea of, um, and maybe it's a sunk cost thing, but yeah, the, the idea of, um, uh, a huge historical tradition of something, yeah, and then the fri- and then obviously the the fragility of that, yeah. You know, like but a also, sense, of course, sense- that's made up as well, like, yeah. And but it is, re- but you know, that does that does represent a genuine value that people hold, and um, yeah, I, I like that is augmented by by, I, by treasure. I like dig. I think you know this is a painful way to say. I think I like I like investing in that and digging it. I also like the sense of being able to interrogate it all the time. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know? Like rather than just being like, oh this this thing is um this thing is historical heritage. So um all it its its survival must take precedence over all things. Yeah 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 yeah. Um to me, I just want like a nice. It's it's really dorky to say I want a nice balance thing where it's just like this thing is has is our historical heritage. So it might sensibly take its care might take precedence over a lot of other short term things that we might think we want to do now, but not but sensibly not everything. Um, yeah. Which pro- I mean, for all I know, that's how it usually that's how it plays out a lot. Um, despite you know, kind of like yeah, media, sure, despite I, media narrative, despite it, the, the the you know, despite. It being easy to see the the the, the, exceptions the, 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 the situation like, like the one you just said where it's easy to kind of look at that as an extreme for sure. I mean, the uh, other. there's no doubt that the people that did that consider it a mistake now, anyway. Yeah. Um, and not I'd, I would say not just because of the backlash. I, I think it's not the type of decision that that an organisation would make. Yeah. Typically, because of that. But what I'm saying is that feeding into that. Um, you know, that that balance of like, how do we make decisions about what we revere and what we don't and yeah. whatever is the concept that some things are, are treasures that we want to, that, that we want to keep. Yeah. And it's only, it only matters to d- determine that because it's hard to keep things. Like, yeah. And, and on a long enough timeline, you can't keep Yeah, anything. you're right. All, thing, all, you're things, right. all things will be gone. And so, to, yeah, I guess that's maybe why I want like a balance. Like I, I, I dream of a balanced idea of knowing that all things will be gone at some point. Mm-hmm. Um or change, or have experienced a change of state so dramatic that they're not the same thing anymore. Which you could argue is what happens once something becomes treasure. Once it's treasure, it's not what it was. Like in terms of how it's yeah. Been. Look, I think me going in to defend the, the value of the idea of treasure is um, sort of uh, devil's advocating myself because I, I recently went and saw a Ro- the Rome exhibition at, at the National Museum, mm-hmm. and I was 
struck by how someone who is very interested in ancient history and has read quite a lot around it, like got, I got so little out of it. And I looked at so many things. I was like, you know what? Oh my God. Like, I really just think that for the money that they spend to bring this here, if they just sent everybody one book, like, and, you know, and paid them 20 bucks to read for 20 minutes, like not even you would a, get more out of it. Not even a book, like just even one of those, um, uh, obnoxious today I learned internet trivia facts about ancient Rome where it's like, you know, honestly, though, it's, that's like honestly. actually, it, actually, despite what your intuitions are about ancient Rome, this one thing actually worked like this, just a sentence like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, comp- I completely felt that way and, mm. and generally do around like galleries and, and um, it's sort of places that collect, collect valuable artifacts. So they're, they're kind of the opposite. I, I feel like they often achieve um, outcomes that are totally uncorrelated to what you would primarily want to mm. be teaching with, with the objects that you have. Yeah. I I am probably a little bit closer to you with that than the other. I mean, yeah, I'll st- like I said, as someone who um, grew up with a strong narrative of like, oh, you're not really, you're almost not part of the, where I was was almost not part of the world. It was, you know, like, because there's this codification of what the world actually was. <laughs> there's still that, um, yeah, I still sometimes I can I can find my if I'm at an exhibition like that, I can find myself trying to come at the idea of like, oh yeah, this this as in this this place that um has all of this uh narrative significance in the history of the world, Rome. This thing was actually in this this thing I'm watching that I'm looking at now that I'm a few meters away was part of that. Yeah, like but I can't it's hard for me to actually access the feeling that I'm trying to yeah. have there or to assess it. And as you say, like really, even the best version of that is—is is it that valuable compared to just gaining any genuine understanding of um, of what those historical contexts were? Um, the, um, yeah, the and, and literally, literally everything in that room was a treasure for sure. Yeah. And and you know, to me, it's a bit like um, it reminds me of photographs. Like photographs are a way of capturing things, um, historical record of things that happened, but they're not, they're also completely failed to do that because once a photo of something, once, yeah. once you have a photo of something that, that becomes, it supersedes what any, the full context of what actually happened in that moment. And it, it almost overwrites what would otherwise be a memory with just here is a photograph, which is. This was what it was. Yeah. This is a carved out. This is it. And, you know, cause photographs, be, they almost create their own context, which is, you know, again, is um, memory and archiving is an imperfect system. So this stuff might just be baked in, but it's also good to interrogate. I think this is also well known, like the sort of, you know, the, like you said, the very start, which I think is the perfect spot to end is that all the narratives that we have around treasure and its pursuit or have also baked into it. The, um, the reality that the treasure itself is not a fulfilling thing. And, Mm. you know, Spending all your life and energy obtaining something or uh, one thing or protecting one thing is yeah. is inherently unrewarding. Is it you know if I wanted to take a really cheap example to, to hand, it's like the idea of it's like oh I will defend you know I'm I'm in the middle of a bushfire and my priority is to, is yeah. going to I'm going to because I'm so the things in my house are, are so important to me or my sense of the house as my valuable thing. But using you know your house analogy beforehand, that's the thing I'm going to protect. Um, at some point you're making a decision around whether you're going to protect that or whether you're going to protect your own life or maybe, you know, um, the lives of others. And yeah, I think the sense, the sensible top layer social narrative, like any, anything that anyone actually says out loud is always like, no, don't like that. It's just a house. Right. Yeah. And but, it, but materially you see it. Yeah. You see it happen. You materially. Yeah. You see people not 
willing to and going back in for personal treasures and things that like that kind of thing yeah, 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 yeah more yeah. often and usually i've got to get more my photos of, i never look at or whatever that kind of thing which yeah. is yeah and and probably that happens more often than the thing of them just protecting the thing that has the most monetary value it's yeah. the thing yeah, 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 it's yeah. the thing that they have a sunk cost engagement to which is a brutal way to say it but you know like um and again that's that's an ex, that's an extreme um i also like let's get ranking cuz I, I but just i want to preface it with i don't think it's a physical thing that couldn't be destroyed that would like, I don't think there's, I, I can't think of a single object. that's like, it's really important that like, if we have a single object that's so important that it can't be destroyed, then we built all our systems wrong. Totally. Right. Well, think, I mean, you know, Oh, the power gem that our society <laughs> runs off. Like, you know, even if I think about like the seed bank in Norway or whatever, sure. you know, like if that gets destroyed, sure, that's bad. It's but, real like, bad. Let's make sure we've got seeds everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but still, well, I mean, the one that gets invoked all the time is the the, the Library of Alexandria, mm-hmm. where people just feel like, oh, what a horrific tragedy! All the knowledge that was lost. That's actually it's a it's a bit of an overstatement. Yeah, yeah. well, even in itself, like the, because there were equivalent libraries with, with you know, um, with with, with the other works at the time, it's, it's, it's much more a gradual, and not all the libraries destroyed. So it's, it's like also, you know, like, it was rebuilt. Also, my modern understanding of books is that most of them are garbage. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, true, true, I'm true. assuming a lot of it was just like, oh no, all those morons who didn't know anything then writing. <laughs> that's it. I'm just, you know, it was just like, yeah, like you go in there and it's it's just like, yep, yeah, ten ten secrets to more Roman living. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think what the um, ancient Egyptian version of the Da Vinci Code would have just been, just like the. I don't think the ancients were capable of such entertainment. <laughs> you read Gilgamesh? <laughs> I have actually. Yawn. Have you? Yeah. Of course you have. You make me sick. Is it great? I was really into it. Obviously, yeah, mile- mileage would vary depending on what you're into, but it's it's very good. Just basic. I mean, obviously, you know, like it's uh, it's it's uh, not a you know the right the 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 writings and pacing and prose style is very outside of a modern context. But man, just what it's about which is just about someone just being like, well, you know, there's two readings because either you do the, you do the queer reading where you're like, this is, these two are obvious, these two guys are obviously in love, which is great. But even if they, even if they were just mates and the thing is one of the mates dies and the other guy's like, Whoa, no, sorry, sorry, go and read your own. Uh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. We'll get Dan Brown to rewrite it. Exactly. Enjoy the, enjoy the, in, the, the huge chunk of it, which is just the story of the great flood. Um, the, all right, on the list. So we've got. I think pretty low, but it's not that damaging. But and it's fun, so yeah. up a bit. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I think we're. It, this is another one where we're around, um, like we're starting to fill out that sort of cost yeah, benefit yeah. bit. So I feel like you know, this bit around um, cruises, cheating, podcast, name calling, journalism, fashion, inheritance. It feels pretty close to fashion for me, like weirdly comparable in terms of like, it's just this kind of sexy fun idea that has, um, that can make people invest in quite toxic systems of behavior and, yeah. and at its extreme. And most people aren't, most people aren't living at its extreme, but but probably at least a few hundred thousand people are worldwide and they're having a bad time of it. Yeah. And people who even live it at a low level, it, it can have a yeah mild cost. Totally. Um, better or worse than fashion, you reckon? Uh, I'm so biased because it's like, um, 
because to me it's more fun and more interesting, but I don't think that that's, I don't think it is objectively more fun or more interesting than fashion. Mm. Also, I don't think it's as wide reaching in its, um, like, I don't think the rewards are as fun as, or as interesting yeah. as they are for fashion for, for most individuals. Totally. So, um, worse, what, what do you think? Um, it's tricky. I feel like they're, they're very, they feel very close to each other. When it's tough, I feel like tre- treasure. I want to say is a more abidingly ancient idea. Fashion. Who knows how long? Uh, it's I don't know. Yeah, though. I don't know though. Um, and that's not virtue anyway. No, exactly. Well, no. It, I was almost thinking the opposite. I was going to say oh, the right, opposite. Like right. it's more. It, if it's, it's so persistent, infectious. if it's persistent and a bit and bad, then that's yeah. Then true. it's had worse. It's had worse outcomes for more people. Um. What about? I mean, so under fashion is inheritance and. Inheritance, burnout, marriage, philosophy. Um, mm. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I think it's better than in. Yeah. What do you think about inheritance? I know what you think about it because we did a whole episode on it. But yeah, really, yeah. Relative to um. It's kind of comparable in a couple of ways, mm. but treasure or inheritance? I feel inheritance. My knee jerk is that inheritance is worse in terms of its bad outcomes. Like, yeah, in terms of itself as as a story that becomes intuitive for people, where as people being like inheritance makes sense to me is worse. Than okay, so we're not we're not we're not ranking the capacity to be able to yeah. Commit an inheritance. No, we're we're ranking the idea of inheritance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then in that case, it is worse. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're back to deciding what's better or worse than fashion, um, which is under journalism. Um, oh, how did this happen? Poor treasure. Yeah. I think below. Yeah, it does. Some. Can you give me the case for why it's above? For why it's above fashion. Mm. No, I think it is below fashion because it's like, um, I feel like uh, we're. I think I've cracked it. I feel like even even with all the, the 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 most toxic ideas at the bottom of the list, treasure is inherently like a mismapping, whereas fashion is a culture, and um, with the, with the best version of the list, it's like. It can be more about um, yeah, expression yes. and fun yes. than, yeah, than, than yeah, the, the you, sort of poisonous elements. Good point. Yeah, the better, I agree. The better version, the best version of the list can make a better version of fashion mm. than it can make a but better. But treasure is inherently itself. Yeah. Um, love that. Let's uh, do a podcast where we speculate on treasures we could go and hunt. Though. Yeah. that's And a, then go and get them. Yeah, just go. Although then we're at risk of having a really successful podcast. Yeah, come on. Like we don't want to, and then we'd then then we'd be living in that celebrity podcast strata with the Braden boys, mm, and I, just, I don't need that. Yeah, I can't take that pressure. I don't dress well enough. No, I I mean those the Braden boys they're made for pressure and thriving in it. <laughs> um, I love and they look great. I love that one of the hardest that's one of the hardest I, ranking of one idea against another we've ever had to do is fashion and treasure. Mm. It's very satisfying. Yeah, this is um, great fun, Nick. Yeah, it is great fun. It's great fun to do this podcast with you, Chris. Thank you very much. Um, uh, as always, um, send us your ideas for future episode topics um, or your thoughts on 
uh, anything that we've done so far so that when we get to, when we do our next revisit roundup of um, a chunk of episodes, we can um, share your feedback. People dunk on. Yeah. I mean, what was, yeah, you're right. People are dunking. Um, (laughs) The, uh, and yeah, and um, send us your best um, cryptozoological leads um, for our new spinoff podcast. Cryptozoological leads. I'm not inviting you to the naming meeting. Sometimes commotion, sometimes commotion.